0: Hey, that's right, hey, welcome to Loud and Smart, the podcast that will wake you, shake you, and make you say, finally, two freaking people that get it. Each week, we will deliver our explicit and very real views on past, current, future issues in every industry. Nothing is sacred, no stone unturned. I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Louie. And with me is my co-host, very special co-host, Dr. Marty. Hey! We're back. Episode three. You know me with the music. I got to come in. You know, only people can see the look on your face when I do this. Because I love it so much.
1: <laughs> do you really love it? Come on. Yep, starry eyed.
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you, am I excited or what? I just got back from an awesome meeting tonight. The Rockland, Bergen County, whatever. Health Freedom Alliance. Oh,
1: good. Rockland County and whatever. No, you know what I mean.
0: Health Freedom Alliance. We're here for health freedom, baby.
1: Yeah. They
0: get me so pumped. And then you were like, we got to do this podcast. I'm like, I'm coming home. Don't worry.
1: Well, we're, we're a little bit delayed.
0: I know. That's all
1: right. You like it late
0: sometimes, right? No. All right. I just cut this music off?
1: <laughs> well, it seems like you're enjoying it. <laughs>
0: Uh, I just enjoy life. What about you? Sure. Yeah. What is this podcast about?
1: Boomers? Boomers. And technology. Boomer tech. Yeah, <laughs> <What's- laughs> Brought to you by the boomers.
0: <laughs> I laugh because you make me laugh. I mean, this is awesome. I'm so glad. <laughs> so boomers, they're an interesting boomers. B- breed of people or not we saying a
1: boomers. Do people know what that means? Well, you know, I
0: mean, I guess everybody's jumping on a bandwagon saying boomers, but I mean, we don't want to be that, right?
1: No, I we... mean, I say boomers because it's easier to constantly say baby boomers.
0: What is a baby boomer?
1: Well, after the World War II, yeah. there was a baby boom, right? Everybody came back from the war, made yep. babies. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. That's <laughs> Prior, I, prior really, I really didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Prior to the baby boomer generation was the silent generation. I should just,
0: you know, I don't know, maybe smack myself.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that that's it's the baby boomer generation. So they're called boomers.
0: I really didn't know that. I really feel stupid. I really do. That's OK. So why do you I mean, why are we even bringing this up? I mean, I hear it a lot. You know how people get upset at that generation. Oh,
1: think about just what happened on Tuesday that just passed. Okay, what happened? The whole situation with our politics. Oh,
0: we're not going there. All right.
1: Half the people that I heard talk about the voting situation. Yeah. Boomers, we're voting the most voting in the most ridiculous people.
0: But doesn't everybody have a right
1: to vote? Why are you so upset? Because they have no idea what's going on. They, If you talk to any person that's like over the age of 70, they're like, oh, he has a nice face. I'll vote for him because he has a nice face. Yeah, my my mom
0: voted for, can I say names? I don't care. Bill Clinton. Because he was nice. He looked good. Okay,
1: nice looking. No, my mom actually Well, thought... this is what boomers do. That's a boomer move. <laughs> my mom actually thought. That's, she... a, that's a boomer move. So you can hang out with him. And yeah, yeah. boomer move. Boomer move. What do you mean? That's a boomer move to, to, oh, he looks nice. It was an
0: intelligent
1: sort oh, of... Oh, look at his wife. He's got a nice <gasps> wife. We're going to vote for him because his wife looks nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, she voted for him.
1: Yeah, well... I mean, not
0: that, I mean, you can vote for whoever you want, you know?
1: Right. But the point being is that there's a lot of... That generation relies too much, had, had relied too much on, on the government, on corporations, on industry... Telling them things are good without them doing any research whatsoever. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. That's, I feel, the fundamental basis of why we're in the situation we're in. So. Because we're, you know, if it's being sold on the shelf, how bad could it be? Oh, I
0: get, oh, I, yeah, I see. You know uh, what yeah. I mean? I see where you're going with this. So basically you're saying this generation of people um the boomers yeah i, I don't want to keep saying that name because okay, you, you, <laughs> you just like saying that dave i don't know I mean, that's a boomer slipping <laughs> so um so basically um so basically what you're saying is this generation they were duped by all the marketing or what should we say propaganda. And then they passed it down to their kids and then their kids and this is why we're in the mess we're now. Is this what you're am well, I saying the right thing?
1: Well, we're focused on more of the American generation of boomers. Cause if we look at the boomer generation in Europe, they're a little bit different. Cause some of that technology, some of that uh, ideology isn't there in Europe because I think Europe was still very uh, influenced by their traditions America on the other hand being the melting pot that it is yeah um, a lot of the GIs that came back you know they were high school grads sometimes not even so they came back had kids and what did they teach their kids really you know, they, they didn't, they weren't the same values as like traditional Europeans. Not to knock it, I'm just saying that, you know, you're, you're raising your kids to, you know, because a lot of these GIs came out like rah, 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 government, rah, 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 the corporations that sent us over the, the bars to sustain us and da, 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 da. You know, they re- rose these kids up to believe, well, the government's got your back. You know the these corporations that are selling these innovative products are not there to harm you. So yeah, the boomers were misled because they didn't have the appropriate home guidance to say, "Hey, question this because this doesn't make sense." Oh, what? Wait, hold on, hold on.
0: Is it are you? You put it in the microwave oven. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I love. Microwave oven. I thought you were a natural
0: bath. What? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Wait. Hold on. Yep.
1: Warming up my water. I got
0: <laughs> What do you mean you don't boil your water? <laughs> like, like I do in the morning.
1: Yeah, because my life is uh, so fast-paced <laughs> that I can't wait two minutes to boil water on the stovetop.
0: Wait, we're almost there. Hold on. I feel like. Oh, there we go. I gotta take it out. I gotta take out that water.
1: Yeah, microwaves.
0: <laughs> what's your problem with boomer microwaves?
1: Boomer tech, another boomer tech. What
0: what's wrong with microwaves? Why 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 are you like so against
1: it? Well, microwaves are crap. The first microwave came out in 1955. Yeah, I think it was like 1,300 bucks or something. It was like something ridiculous. Wow. Like it was so expensive. So it, it was, was new tech. Was, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it was really not incorporated until the 60s. But It was introduced to the public in 55. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, I can forego sticking something in the oven to heat it up or on the stovetop. It's going to take 30 seconds. Oh my God. (laughs) How lazy can you possibly be? Really lazy. I mean, first of all, it's, it was invented by a guy who discovered that the chocolate bar in his pocket melted because of the radiation. Wow. So he was like, oh. So if it melts my chocolate bar, that means that it would heat up the water molecules in anything. And so then we can eat it. So it's like, hmm, that sounds like a great idea. Let's radiate our food and then eat it at a a ridiculously high speed. And you know what's interesting? If it was so good, then why does it say on all baby formula, do not heat this up in the microwave? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, it's so good for you.
0: Well, yeah. Jeez, jeez. So you're telling me that this tech was it? Now I have a question for you because I'm just trying to figure out something here. You know. Um. So the uh, World War Two, right? Okay. I'm. Just, I'm just again. I'm just talking out loud here. I don't care if I sound like
1: a moron. Oh, would you be talking not out loud?
0: No, because I already got already criticism from 30 viewers. Lou, you're loud. You're supposed to be loud. I don't know. There's a setting here. Broadcast mode. I sound like, what's that guy? Peter Jennings? Peter Jennings. no. Tom Brokaw. Is that the guy your mom likes, Peter Jennings? Yeah. No, Tom no. Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. And Dan Rather. Because I already found a setting. It's a broadcast
1: setting on this thing. I think it's like uh. So I, even if
0: I want to be loud, I don't think I the can. The
1: wrestling guy. What
0: was that? The wrestling guy. Wrestling guy? Not the wrestling it was guy. Like the fun. boxer guy.
1: The guy, you know, the guy that goes in the middle? He's famous. Oh, the
0: commentator. The guy who commentates the match.
1: No, not commenting the match. The guy who welcomes the well, people. let's go to ready, people.
0: ready to rumble. Yay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that guy. I wish I sounded like
1: that guy. <laughs> that guy was I don't awesome. think you'd be with me. Yeah, yeah, that guy's
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, anyway, you're making me go off track here, but all this man has happened after World War II, you would say. I mean, it, let me just finish this thought. It was, I mean, there was people, were people eating crap? you think before world war ii or oh yeah definitely they were oh yeah definitely. but this exacerbated it was it absolutely like, was it like after the war if you came back right you're because i was listening exponential
1: let's just put it that way it was exponential
0: like i was listening to del big tree right mm-hmm. and he was interviewing joel salatin who we love because mm-hmm. what is it regenerative farming yeah and he said something to the effect of um you know the farmers and the Dads were waiting for the sons to come back, and some didn't come back, and they couldn't do what they needed to do. Right, on the they didn't have their
1: hands anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's kind of like, oh yeah, don't worry about that. Your son's not coming back. We got fertilizer for you, so you don't have to
1: do all the process. Right, right. Quick and easy again. Yeah, shortcut. Exactly. Shortcut. So that's where I'm
0: getting at. So this shortcut, quick and easy thing really ramped up after the war. Oh,
1: it 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 skyrocketed. It skyrocketed. It it. Let's just put it this way: you had. 1913 was when the first refrigerator, condenser refrigerator came out. When was that? 1913. Oh, wow. But it wasn't really used. Again, okay. a lot of people really resorted to their icebox. You know, like it, it was, they didn't believe that sticking something in the fridge for long periods of time was going to be healthy. So you didn't really have anybody really embracing that. Yeah. Then you had things like um, uh, the Piggly Wiggly was like the first supermarket. Yeah. Because back in the day, this is how you went to the little market. Like you went to the the bakery or you went to the butcher. You'd you'd have a piece of paper of the things you need, you hand it to the guy, and the guy would go find it. Yeah. Supermarket was the idea that you went in and you shopped for yourself. It was amazing. It was a new innovative idea. The Piggly Wiggly was like the first one, but it didn't really take off. And then King Collin was really the first supermarket that came about in the 1930s. But it still was only an American phenomenon and it wasn't like raging. Even by the 1950s, there still wasn't a supermarket in Europe. There, You know, people came over from Europe and was like, what's this thing called a supermarket in the
0: 1950s? So in Europe... They were like going to these farmer markets before still farmers before market. we called them farmers.
1: I mean, it wasn't really a farmer's market the way we see it now. Um, it was more like they still went to their butcher and their baker and their candlestick maker. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't really kind of something like what we see, you know, in the farmer's market now. But the point being, I'm saying is that there were some things that were pre-World War II. Yeah. Like, I would not even say like very minute pre-World War One, barely yeah. even pre-World War One. But I would say there was a distinct difference between World War One and World War II. Because um, I was I was taught I shouldn't say I was taught. I, I taught I was self taught. I read, I researched that the American army had a certain physical what do you call those um, tests that they do? Oh, physical fitness? Yeah, the physical fitness exams to get in to be a soldier, right? Because they didn't want a guy that was going to have a heart attack to be a soldier to fight in the war, right? So the physical fitness exams to get in to be a soldier in the Army in America for World War I, I think the passing rate was like 96%. Okay. Which means that 4% that's, failed. Yeah, that's right. That's, a that's pretty number. good. Yeah, it's a low number. Come World War II, they used the same physical fitness exam. And the passing rate was 16%. Wow. 1-6. What the hell? I don't know. Well, something had to have happened between World War I and World War II. And obviously, we know the Great Depression was one of those things. Yeah. The Great Depression was the things where people were taught, again, brainwashed, that in order, if you were poor, have more carbs because it kept you full. Yeah. Right? Because the meat, the protein was expensive. But the problem with that is is your misunderstanding, they were misunderstanding that if they took the meat and spread it out, it would give them a longer caloric sustainability, so though it was more expensive, it la- it would all have lasted them longer. Whereas if you eat bread, the calories seem higher, but you burn it faster, which means you're going to be hungry again in an hour.
0: I like where you're going with this, Doctor Monty.
1: So the depression completely made people go into a like a high carbohydrate intake and in doing that i guarantee you kids were being born adults were breaking down like their muscle development their structure was reduced right because you had all this carbohydrate intake and reduced protein intake so when all the men that were drafted had to take their physical fitness they couldn't pass
0: So can I interject something here? Is this, um, you know, I mean, I don't like using the C word, conspiracy. I mean, can you blame? I know we're calling this a boomer episode, but we're not blaming them. We're just saying. Why not?
1: (laughs) Wake up!
0: I think. Wow. You just pissed off somebody. You just pissed off a (laughs) boomer. She's yelling no, that was me.
1: That was me. That was me <laughs> screaming in the bathroom. <laughs> so,
0: so w- 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 okay. So World War I, we have this success rate, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's pretty healthy getting in a war. Sure. They can fight this war. Sure. Then a matter of um, freaking not even 30 years. Yeah. 20 years. No, even less than 20 years. You, 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 you're not getting that many kids were that healthy
1: getting into the war No because you you started to see like I mean what
0: ence- I'm sorry to cut you off what what do you what do you think happened there was this a Well you had to uh, Was so, this th- did this happen
1: purposely or I mean companies started making stuff you had stuff like uh trans fat entering yeah. the food system in the 1910s Wow you know you had Nathan's hot dogs and Crisco and mayo <laughs> wow so you had you had foods that were degenerative foods that were supported didn't support health right yeah. i mean not to say that everybody ate it but it it took a, probably a decade or two to really for people to get it incorporated because we didn't really have that type of propaganda back then propaganda really started around world war II, right at the yeah. end of the 30s we were, we start to see the propaganda machine right yeah. Corporations, industries starting to use commercials, right? Yeah. Everybody knows the loose lips sink ships, right? That was that was propaganda. That was war propaganda. Yeah. So you have all that type of propaganda, and by the early 40s, you just you just had decrepit people. So just the physical fitness test alone is a representation of how bodies were depreciated and boomers were essentially born I would say probably I would say yeah yeah they like to have a specific date I like to have a general date I think boomers really started end of the 30s like 37 38 39 and goes all the way to you know mid 50s anybody born between that I would consider a baby boomer yeah yeah in certain magazines and certain historical references, they may not say that, but I do. Because it's the mentality, yeah. right? It's the the way they go about life using instant teas and margarine.
0: So what you're saying is, because when people say boomers, they're, they're thinking this one sort of piece of the puzzle of who these people are. But you're saying anybody who adopted um, this technology because they were lazy is a boomer. Yeah, basically. So you can be from 1920 and still be a boomer because... I mean, those
1: people are, I think, dead. 1920? (laughs) Do you know somebody from 1920? Well, no. Okay. Not anymore. (laughs) There you go. All my clients passed away. There you go. I used
0: to know some cool clients, you know, from... uh, I think we should... We should get you a little more juiced up and upset. Oh, God. (laughs)
1: That's, a, that's like boomer central. <laughs> Didn't you tell me your grandmother went to the slots? Oh, yeah. But she wasn't a boomer. She was actually born in 1912. 1912? Okay. Yeah. But she liked the slots, right? But but she's a good example because she took in the whole idea of margarine. Remember, she was raising her. She had her first child in 1940. My grandmother had her first child in 1947. Okay. So she uh, birthed. My mother, who's a boomer. Wow. And my mother distinctly remembers my grandmother bringing home margarine that had a dye so that you'd color it pink. What? Yeah, because the dairy industry, very interesting, dairy industry didn't want people mistaking butter or margarine. Like, they wanted, they fought and lobbied to ensure that when margarine came out, people would know it's margarine versus butter. Yeah. So... Margarine was pink. My mom distinctly remembers this pink stuff. Wow. And my grandmother was like selling it to my mother. Like, no, this is good. They said, this is good. It's better for your heart than butter. So
0: your grandmother believed the bull crap they told her. Yeah. And and, and so, I mean, you know, this was 1947. There's no internet, right? She can't research, but she didn't want to know. I mean, she just said, okay. No,
1: because she, she'd like a lot of the people at the time was like, well, why if it's being sold, how bad could it be? Isn't the government here to protect us? Oh boy. Would they wouldn't they stop a company from selling a product that's crappy that's trying to destroy our bodies? So she didn't think anything of it. My grandmother had a microwave the whole night. She went the whole like cold cuts preserved in nitrites, you know, uh, what is it? The uh, Freeze dried coffee. What is it? The uh, Inst- instant instant coffee. She went there too. Oh yeah, everything, everything. You 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 do it. She did so it. So that's
0: that's why she was at the slots. Oh, she yeah. had time.
1: Oh yeah, she had lots of time.
0: See, isn't that important? You, you, you know, you put in less time in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what happened. You want to
0: you, you hit the jackpot, Mom? Yeah. What do you? What do you? And a lot of about? these
1: people and the boomers are essentially like. A generation, American, remember, we're still talking about American boomers. Yeah. A lot of them, because of having parents or being born in a situation where you had instant this, instant that, microwave this, uh, TV dinners. Could it be possibly... The boomers didn't know how to cook except for quick quick things that were like quick, min- minimal skills. And then they didn't teach their kids. That were born, like Generation X, they didn't teach their Generation X kids how to cook and how to sustain a home, that type of thing.
0: Could it be that there were, because we talk about Europeans, even now, when I talk to my cousins, they go to these like local markets, right? Sure. Let's say Greece, for instance, it's such a tiny little country, it's the size of New York, right? Um, You're going to bump into a farmer, and a farm. Sure. So... America is huge, right? It's like three and a whatever million square miles, two million square miles larger than Europe, right? So you're you're not going to be bumping into these farms if you're living in a city or sure, because your grandmother was what in Queens? Yeah, so Brooklyn. Oh, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I thought they were in. Oh, they moved to Queens. All right. So she was in a project of Queens, and she's just going to walk to where she can get the food at this point. Am I correct?
1: Luckily, still, though, there were still regular markets. Remember, supermarkets weren't really established per se until like the 40s-ish. I wouldn't even say the early 50s. But it's enticing. I mean, the whole idea of just quick. I mean, think about it. They went from having radio to TV and then colored TV. I don't even remember. Colored TV was like 55 or something. And then... Is that, yeah.
0: is that the TV you're talking about?
1: Yeah, 53. <laughs> color color broadcasting was started in 53. Now, re- my mom distinctly remembers another thing. Yeah. Sitting in front of the TV, and she was the cha- cha- changer channel changer. <laughs> because there was no remotes. <laughs> I was the same for my dad in the 70s. There you go. Well, your dad was actually from the silent generation, so that kind of makes yeah,
0: sense. Yeah, he was
1: from the 20s, right? But Zenith... Zenith in the, in 1950 introduced a remote control, but it was a, wi- a long wire that would attach to the TV. So at least you didn't have to get up or have your kid get up to change the channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the problem was that is that it, they called it lazy bones tuning.
0: Lazy bones. Yeah,
1: because you didn't have to get up. You just sat in the chair and you press click 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 and it would change the channels.
0: What so- what year was this? 1950. So it seems like if we take the 50s and eliminate it, we would be fine.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you've got nonstick pans 1954. Jeez. You've got saran wrap, 1953. Now you're thinking, oh, how bad can saran wrap be? I mean, even in your mind, you're going, how oh, bad is saran wrap? Dow Chemicals, which initially was created to make chemicals for the war. Made saran wrap what? for your home. Like, I, I feel safe and comfortable now with my saran wrap. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Right. <laughs> and eat the crap at the movie theater. Absolutely. Did they,
0: did they at least use real butter? Yeah, right. On the popcorn?
1: Yeah, right. Cheese Whiz, 1952. Cheese Whiz, 1952? Yeah. I had a boatload of that
0: oh, back then. That's disgusting. Well, I'm just being honest. Well, Uh, and then I met you, and I was eating cardboard. And and think about
1: this. How about this? How about this? It's not that difficult to make rice, although for a vast majority now it is. But rice is not too, too complicated, right? Rice takes you, what, 20, 30 minutes to make white rice?
0: Where, in the microwave? No. I'm joking. That was a joke. (laughs) Don't be upset at me. No.
1: On the stovetop, right? 20, 30 minutes. Minute rice. Yeah. What are you doing?
0: Minute rice.
1: Yeah, remember that? Yeah. That was invented in 1950.
0: So people didn't want to take the minute; they wanted to chop that up.
1: No, they didn't want to take the 20 minutes to make rice fresh.
0: So they made it minute rice because they're like, you know, why take the 20 minutes? Right, but what I are you doing?
1: Like, what are you doing in your life? I don't know. You don't you have 20 me? minutes to prepare
0: your food. Yeah, lazy, lazy bones. Exactly. Like exactly. Really lazy. Bones. Exactly
1: my point. Exactly my point. Jeez. exactly and you know what uh, not to touch upon another subject about please, laziness please,
0: please do I got I got a screaming lady voice coming
1: up for you but <laughs> men and women prior to contraception yeah were acutely aware of how babies were made and they they made sure they didn't make a baby Right? You, you know, you, so you no, know the action that makes a baby. No mistakes. Right. They tried not to make a mistake. We, we,
0: yeah, there's some okay. people we, yeah, we won't go there.
1: The oral contraceptive, the pill. Yeah. The pill that women use. Wait, let
0: me guess. Invented in 1952.
1: 54, very close. Shit. But now look what happens. So a woman ingests a chemical to alter her fertility so that she can indiscriminately. Have sex. Oh boy! But this is this is what I, I find fascinating because how is putting a chemical a right right like women's women's movement feminist movement they're all about it's the right the right and you know the boomers are the ones that push that stuff because they wanted to get out of the kitchen so it was like my right to control my okay great so your right to poison yourself congratulations
0: and not yeah they're not understanding that. Again, it's all about putting their faith in these industries that are promoting this propaganda. It's
1: chemical castration, if you think about it. Yeah. To take a pill to stop you from ovulating. Wow. So that you can what? Do an action of something that makes you feel good that would lead to consequences later? Yeah. I mean,
0: come on. So is there another word for lazy bones, like worse than lazy bones? No. Like lay like. Lazy bones. No? I don't know.
1: I mean, oh, how lazy you know can you what's be? another thing that was invented in the 50s? Can I take a guess? Oh, I'll talk about you. You just made me think of lazy. Yeah. Okay. So when you went to a restaurant, you paid your bill. Okay. Immediately. Yeah. Right? The diner's club credit card was invented in 1950. Damn. 50 was a doozy. So now you can go eat at a restaurant, hand your credit card over, and you don't have to pay the bill. You could pay the bill a month later. Oh,
0: oh, I, I, I was confused there for a second. When you said diner's club, that was the beginning of credit cards. Correct. In 1950. Correct. Oh, I'm sorry. You lo- you legitimately lost me there
1: because
0: I was like diner's club. Well, that's the, that, that was the, the credit card. Was that the first credit card? That was the first credit card. Holy diners cow. Yeah. yeah. I
1: didn't know that. Yeah, so. I'm learning a lot here today. Yeah, so that's, so think of, talk about lazy bones. You don't You don't have the money to go out, but you could pretend you do and then pay the bill later.
0: So you're telling me that after the war, I'm good at these recaps.
1: Yeah, thank you for the recap.
0: (laughs) Well, no, we still got some time. We're having fun because I love talking to you because we're doing this at night anyway, right? So we were like, screw it. Might as well record it. But after the war, they promote all these technologies. Seems like this was done by design. To get people to, pre- like, they pretend care about them, like, you're wasting your time, we can help you out here. Oh, well. You if could you be said, doing better things. Did you ever see so, any of
1: these commercials? Yeah. I mean, I, some mean, of I these, try to avoid them, but. Some of these 50s commercials are utterly ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I got a lot of sound effects on 50s commercials because mm. the comedy is in the commercial. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I don't even need to be
1: funny. Oh, absolutely.
0: But what the point I was driving at is it seems like they purposely created the 50s environment to lead us to this destination point yes so my crippled uh, yeah you you want to i mean if you have a healthy sane intelligent society that's not good for governments am i correct correct thank you for interjecting (laughs) so now when people like uh, i'm I'm being serious now i'm not even gonna joke here but this was happening and it seems like this was premeditated right sure from that point the 1950 on sure to get us to this point sure because if you have people unhealthy relying on the system this is not nothing new because i see people waking up these past two years because they had no choice sure so they're saying they keep blaming cove's right covid they keep blaming this that but they're not going to rewind like we're doing to go to the root cause i mean not necessarily
1: i mean it's one of the causes it's
0: one of the causes Mm -hmm. But it seems like it was exacerbated in the 50s.
1: Absolutely. Magnified. And, yeah, exponentially. Magnified. Because mm-hmm.
0: you're, you're telling me, okay, this was happening. I mean, it was an industrial revolution. There was all sorts of crap because we're environmentalists, right, ourselves. Sure. We love the environment. Um, we care about eating organic, clean foods, clean air, clean water. You know, I mean, it's very important. But you're saying this episode was about how we were so far removed from... Natural living. Yeah. And it got us to his point.
1: Yeah. And specifically at that time, baby boomer time, where you had all these kids being born not being really taught by their parents to question the system. In opposite, they're being taught by their parents to trust the system.
0: So this is like a perpetuated madness.
1: Right. Because they I mean, we
0: won't get into the school systems, but it's like I gotta go to work now. Now I have this freedom. I'm taking this whatever. Oh,
1: Boomer was all about the American dream. Think about it. When the G.I.s came back, the silent generation came back. Forget it. They were all about the American dream.
0: So it was like this push, push, push. Let's work hard. And they were forgetting, wait, we got to raise our kids. So the kids were being raised by the state and they weren't being taught.
1: Hey, don't eat margarine. Right. I mean, the parents didn't know themselves. No, but they could have questioned and be like, wait a second. This didn't come from the ground, come from an animal, or fall off a tree. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't eat it?
0: Well, if nobody's telling them, I mean, how would they know, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that's the problem is that the parents could be like, well, you know, this company made this. Hey, mom, what do you mean the company made it? Where does it come from? I don't know. Maybe we should... Look into it. That should be the conversation.
0: Well, do you think that conversation, I mean, look, I I follow you around all day long and annoy you. (laughs) I hear you and I'm not overhearing your client stuff. That's like private. But I mean, I see where you get upset and I can put two and two together of people not understanding the connection still to their food and their health. Sure. Right? So how can they not make that connection? I mean I get it. Like
1: Well, what is your saying? You're saying if, if something needs to be commercialized. Yeah. If something needs marketing, yeah, then you have to really consider is it worth it? Yeah. Right? Good things don't need to be marketed. Of course. So that right there should have been some, some sort of saying, some sort of lesson. Right? I'm sorry, I had to scream. <laughs> Oh, now you just made me think of something else. Oh, see,
0: these sound effects do come in handy. Oh, yeah. Because you said not not too many sound effects. So,
1: you remember aspartame?
0: Yes, I do. Okay. Not aspartame,
1: saccharin, saccharin. I think it was saccharin. Saccharin. Okay. Saccharin was, um, I think, designed, and I can't remember exactly. Was it designed for the war as a chemical weapon? I may mean, I look that up on maybe, the internet maybe not. no no i, can, I know I that the guy up. who designed it he was using it to kill rats i don't remember something like that and by accident he tasted it i don't even know how that goes well that's an experiment yeah so he tasted it and it was sweet and it didn't kill rats yeah or did but not all of them so then he sold it as a sweetener
0: aspartame is a s p a r
1: yeah, no aspartame. See? It's saccharin. Oh, saccharin. Saccharin. Oh. You know the sweet and low?
0: I just Google searched the wrong thing.
1: Sweet and low. Sweet and low, yeah. That's saccharin. Okay. Yeah. Fake sugar. Aspartame is NutraSweet.
0: Okay, no, I just, it was
1: just funny. I'm sorry. It was on his metal. But anyway, side. I digressed. Yeah. So the first diet soft drink was 1952. Wow. It's a, <laughs> I'm going to so, make a t-shirt that says, so through 1952. So another chemical going into people destroying their body and then they wonder why in 1970 you had like the highest level at the at that point the highest level of cardi cardiovascular diseases cuz you had margarine coming in you had processed white bread cuz yes. i think wonder bread came out in like the late 30s Crisco
0: Can I, can I get back to aspartame?
1: <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Because you know why I diligently searched an article. I just wanted to read it because I thought it was funny. It says aspartame is widely used artificial sweetener and a popular sugar substitute in low calorie food and drinks. Yes. What does that even mean?
1: It's a sugar substitute. I know what it means, but it's it's a chemical that doesn't supposedly instigate an insulin response. Okay. That's why it's low calorie.
0: Is that like those diet drinks? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Aspartame in? is yeah. NutriSweet. Okay.
1: So, whenever you saw that, like on the box, something said sugar free and it had the swirl on it, that's NutriSweet.
0: So, when my cousins were drinking Diet Coke and Diet this and Diet that, they were harming themselves. Of course, it's a chemical. So, where were their parents, man? Well, that's my point. Where?
1: That's my point. But that's my point. You just made my point.
0: Yeah, I made your whole point. So we can just kill this podcast. No, I'm joking.
1: (laughs) No, where were the parents? Where were the parents in this, really?
0: I don't know. I mean, if I can figure out this board, I would call some of them and say, where were you? I don't know how to do that. (laughs) That's when I learned this board better.
1: The only substance that I think is one of the most toxic things, and I can't hugely blame the boomers on it, is canola oil. Wow. Because canola oil, when it was first invented, was in the nineteen nineteen fifty-six, I think.
0: Again in the fifties.
1: And it was sold, but it was so toxic. Yeah. And it caused so much problems that they took it off the market. And then I think it was one guy or two guys in Canada um that figured out how to remove uric acid. Uric acid. Uric acid. You want me to look that up? No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, from the canola oil to make it less less toxic, and they figured it out, and so they named it Canadian Oil Low Acid, Can O L A, canola.
0: Oh man! Right. So really?
1: Yeah. And this is in 1970. And so then people started incorporating canola oil in the 1970s. So, all my
0: life, I've been saying canola oil, not knowing.
1: It's Canada ever. oil low acid. Are you freaking kidding me? No, that's it. I'm serious. So, yeah, so people went from like, uh, I think they were using corn oil, the margarine, um, things like that. And um, so, is the industry
0: marketing this crap? And people yeah, didn't and they question were,
1: it. And what was fascinating is canola is called something called rapeseed. And rapeseed is a highly toxic seed. Yeah. Um, it comes from the family, the uh, the brassica, brassica family, I think. You know, the same family that makes bro- the broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts, I just, turnips. I, I
0: just wanted to let everybody know. I just nodded my head like I knew what you were saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> So it's the broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts, turnips family. Yeah. And um, you're really not supposed to eat those vegetables raw, let alone concentrated oils from those vegetables.
0: What do you mean? Everybody says it's a raw diet. I eat a raw diet. It's oh, healthy no. for me. That's
1: a, that's a totally different conversation. Oh, okay. So these seeds from this company, from this company, from this family of vegetables, um, can can literally destroy your body, literally shut down and destroy your thyroid. And so this uric acid is the thing that does that. Well, one of the things that does that. And so that's why, you know, they removed it. And then all of a sudden they said, oh, it's a healthy oil. And they even got in the 90s, I think, or the 80s, to make it heart healthy. Canola was heart healthy, where there was no study to prove that. Clear cut study. They could pull up other studies. And if you know how to read between the lines and how the study was made, it's terrible. Yeah. So I, you can't blame the boomers on the canola oil. But you can blame the boomers for teaching their kids to not question the canola oil that came in the 70s. Ah,
0: oh, man, that seems like it's always a problem, right? You know, live this baloney American dream. Run, run, run. Don't have time to educate yourself. Then you have kids, and there's nothing to pass down to the kids. No. Yeah. So this is the problem.
1: Yeah, because they're again, they're not. They're not teaching the kids that there's something wrong here. There's something that needs to be questioned. The The fact that the technology keeps doubling and doubling and doubling. There's consequences to these things. There's consequences. I mean, I just saw an article earlier today that said it was easier to be thinner in the 1980s. Okay. That.
0: What, because of the, f- the foods were better?
1: No. No. They said that the people now are exercising, if not the same, if not more, and eating the same way that they did in the 1980s, and yet they're fatter.
0: Oh, I get it.
1: But the problem is, is nobody's talking about, they may be eating the same way, yeah. but the amount of preservatives, toxins, chemicals in their food is substantially higher. Wow. Yeah. Makes and sense. the nutrient level. Is low. Way low. I mean, we're talking about there was a study done, I think, I don't even remember, the topsoil since after World War II has decreased uh by forty-five percent. So, you know, vegetables, things yeah. growing on the topsoil, you know, growing, you know, industries growing foods. Yeah, Joel Saladin talks about that a lot. Yeah, you know there's there's no nutrition in the food if there's no if the topsoil is is completely Deployed, yeah. yeah. So what's being
0: passed to the vegetables? Zero
1: at this I point. mean, the vegetables are growing, but they're yeah. not nutrient-rich like was, the way our grandparents grew that,
0: up with. That was kind of like uh, our backyard thing with our tomato. You send our tomato to Rutgers University and they like test the nutrient density of it. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you, holy crap, you're not supposed to have this percentage of nutrients. Right, exactly. And they're perplexed by that. Right. Why should they be perplexed by that? I mean, are they, is it kind of like when you went to medical school and they gave you like one day of nutrition? No, nobody's getting these lessons, right? To teach the body how to get back this like source of nutrient.
1: Of course not, because how can you? When you go to the store, you could buy a tomato all year round.
0: So you're telling me I should call a real estate agent tomorrow, sell everything and get out of this concrete jungle?
1: Is that the solution? I mean, that would be ideal. Really? That or you just shop local. You connect with local farms and things like that. But point being is step initially, the first step is to step away from using boomer tech. Okay. I mean, obviously, we can't remove power steering.
0: I I still feel bad using that word. (laughs) I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, come on, Dr. Marty people are going to be upset at you.
1: I don't <laughs> you know? I don't feel bad. I mean it's just like I
0: feel like, you know, you know me, I'm the mushball of this whole thing. Um I feel like it's like whoever adopts technology and foregoes like natural behavior should recheck
1: themselves, right? I think some technology is good. Yeah. Right? We know that some technology has helped us in a way that helps uh support our wanting to be natural. Yeah. But, and then, you know, I was just saying as you were talking, power steering. We can't get power steering out of our cars. That was invented during Puma time. Let so we don't guess. want to...
0: It- Can I take a guess?
1: 1955. One. <sighs> it's close. So close. It's freaking close. So you can't stop that. Like, I like power steering in the car. It's great. Even yeah. though it's not power steering anymore. it's I think it's CVT or something like that. You just lost me. Computerized. It's computerized. Okay. Anyway, so... Point being is that we can't remove everything all yeah. the time, um, but we have to understand the things like instant. Like when you see the word instant on something, you should really question that.
0: My mom doesn't.
1: Yeah, you, you know when? <laughs> oh, here's another one. Okay, so you know Teflon, the company DuPont. Yeah. And Teflon, of course. Well, Teflon's not a company. Teflon's a, a coating, but DuPont is a company. Yeah. They invented non-stick pans in 1954. Damn it. Let me guess the year, man. I'm sorry.
0: sorry. I mean, this is the game, no? Or is this a podcast? Sure,
1: sure. (laughs) Next time. So, you know... I mean, because it's like...
0: Okay, Dr. RC. when was power steering invented? 1951. Wait, you gotta wait... Oh, I'm sorry. You gotta wait for the. I'm sorry. You gotta wait for the song to end. <laughs> all right. Don't you watch Jeopardy? No, I don't. It's like eh. that's a boomer show.
1: That's a boomer show. But you
0: gotta wait for it to the end. Yeah, I don't watch it. You don't watch boomer shows. No, I don't. What do you mean? No. You gotta wait to the end. No. Nope. And then you answer the question. I don't do those things. Okay.
1: <laughs> so the point being is that so you have this chemical company creating a, pa- a pan that now all of a sudden you don't have to coat the pan like you know you do with yeah. cast iron. You have to season it.
0: No, my mom used to brag about. That pan she used that she fed us with. Right. Uh, you know, look, Lou, it washes easy. Right. And I used to say to her, well, it washes easy because maybe there's...
1: Something on there. Something on there. Right. So if But you, she
0: didn't even... I'm sorry to cut you off, but it was crazy to me, now thinking about it, she didn't even freaking question that. She was just thrilled at the fact that, that she, she didn't, didn't have, have to waste, scrub. Right. Right. So it's getting back to the laziness. Correct. So if we all stop being lazy, then we won't be duped with scandemics.
1: Correct. Right? Correct. Because it still boils down to what present day situation we're stuck in.
0: Because we had this conversation earlier. I mean, we could have created another podcast on laziness. Sure. And it's kind of like I have friends now teaching me how to hunt. Right? Right. And it's a lot going on. I got to buy the gear. I got to do this. I got to practice. I got to... It was this whole freaking thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, now we're doing a podcast, T-shirts, all this crap to wake up people. Sure. And, but what did I tell you? I have to get out of my comfort zone, right? Right. So, you know, I I think that's the thing, right? When people get to this lazy point, they're comfortable.
1: Yeah, sure. And they don't ever want to stray from that comfort zone. Well, uh, my friend who I saw today. You have friends? She's, I thought yeah. I was your only friend. She's a chiropractor and she said... She said something really key. I forgot who she was listening to, because she listens to like books, you know, audiobooks while yeah. she drives, and she was talking about how the glue that holds some people together, yeah, is safety. Oh, so that comfort zone is safe. I get it, right? Yeah. And the comfort zone is safe, but it also it feeds the lazy.
0: Wow. Right? Yeah. So
1: instead of having a cast iron pot that's heavy, that you have to season, that you have to be very careful on how you wash, now you can get a Teflon coated nonstick pan. They show
0: you on a commercial. You just rinse it and put it in your drawer. That's
1: rinse and repeat. But guess what? If you have a canary yeah, or if you have a, uh, what is that one that we used to have, the bird that we had? Cockatiel? Uh, yeah,
0: cockatiel. Bobby. Any
1: type of. Canary type subspecies, species, can't be anywhere near a Teflon coating mm. because of the fact that it will kill them. So that's where you get the canary in the coal mine? Correct, exactly. Because they're sensitive to certain chemicals.
0: Look at me. I'm treading over to the smart part of the loud and smart. There you go.
1: <laughs> Here, speaking of technology that made you lazy, <laughs> guess when Velcro was invented?
0: All right, hold on, hold on. I want to, I want to. All right. I think I got this one. Do it. 1950. Hold on. I'm going to do this
1: thing I do with you. Two. No, seven. Damn. But it looks like a two. It could look like a two. (laughs) That's good. so, So you got Velcro. So there's another thing. Talk about lazy. So if. So, uh,
0: why does Velcro make you lazy? Really? <laughs> I'm asking the <a>
1: question. Serious?
0: <laughs> Can I ask you? Why, why does it make you lazy?
1: Really? You don't want to tie your shoes? You Oh, much...
0: you're talking about Velcro sneakers?
1: Like, no, just Velcro. Oh, Velcro. Like, Velcro in and it of itself. The okay. patent for Velcro was 1957.
0: So, in 1957... Do you know the use of Velcro? I mean, I don't wanna, I don't know if you researched that.
1: No, I didn't research exactly, but Velcro came into place and it was probably used by you know, air you know, pilots and Got it. uh, you know, it was probably used industrially first. So
0: basically, it's all these little little items you know, here and there that I mean, okay, necessarily it's not necessarily Velcro made you the ultimate lazy person,
1: but it was like a Segway. It, it fed the comfort and safety. It was a Segway drug. <laughs> sure. I'll give you another one that made people lazy. Uh-oh. Ready?
0: Okay. Hold on. I'm ready for you. Go.
1: Scotchgard. Guard. Hmm.
0: guard. <sighs> it's in the 50s, right? Yes. Okay. Got that part. I think Great. I established that part. Wait, wait. 19, what, Scotch Guard? 1956.
1: Wow. You nailed one. Come on. No, it was great. Are you kidding me? No, it was 1956.
0: <laughs> I didn't even get on the internet. I swear to you, I didn't do anything.
1: Okay. No, I, I believe really, you. Yeah. I, I, so ask me why Scotch Guard made you lazy. Why did Scotch Guard make you lazy? Well, think about what Scotch Guard does.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. The guards your fabric so you don't have to wash it. Right. So.
1: So you're exposing yourself to a chemical. So you're saturating your upholstery, your shoes, oh, your clothing to a chemical, so, inhaling it, touching it, so that you don't have to wash it.
0: So the skin, like we all know, is what, is it an organ? Yeah, of course. And it's sucking all this stuff in
1: right it, it it's a back so what and forth
0: is it, you know when when people now you know when you just talk to friends who are like us who are nuts and they talk about you know if you can have a baby you know with the vaccines and whatever right sure um um you know you're having problems reproducing but this is not a new thing no so are people what, what do you think is the percentage of people waking up to that fact like it's not just now that they're doing this us and when we say they, I mean who the freak is they? I mean I hate using that word sometimes they, but but this has been going on for a long time, perpetuated for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so we shouldn't just blame. I mean, one thing. I'm or still another. blaming
1: boomers. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what, man? I mean,
1: that's just ridiculous. Okay, I'll give you. A- yep, I'll give you one more before we Wake end. Up! Or maybe two. All right, ready. Wait,
0: okay, okay. This is this I, another.
1: I touched upon it, but I didn't give you the date. I don't think.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: TV dinners.
0: TV dinners.
1: Hmm. I'm feeling like it's
0: like the late late fifties. Am I right? No. All right. Before 1955. Yes. 1952.
1: 1953. Damn. Didn't I say 53? Uh, no. No. I used 53. Yeah. Fine. Okay. So TV dinners, now why what's a big deal about TV dinners? Well, I remember when my
0: dad was eating TV dinners, it was like wrapped up in like aluminum plastic? foil. Well, okay, a then pl- the, you know, plastic. No, aluminum. the first one was aluminum, that's yeah. right. So I mean, first, this was like our, So
1: until they made Saran wrap, that yeah. very good 1953 Saran wrap came out, but it wasn't really used industrially probably for another year. Yeah. So probably the first Hand, you know, first couple of companies were probably using it in like paper coated uh, trays, and then they had aluminum foil at the top. But what what the big deal is is you're getting pre made foods that are being held together with preservatives that are frozen. Wow! And then you're sticking it in the microwave.
0: And when they were eating this back then, what was their thought?
1: I don't know. I I wouldn't <laughs> think at that point if I'm stuffing some fake food into a microwave.
0: Why the hell would I take a test? I don't know. Why would you at this point?
1: So TV dinners, another toxic loaded lack of nutrient foods that people were eating in great quantities.
0: So they never stopped. I'm sorry. They never stopped once and said <clears throat> to themselves, OK, this is a." T- they call it a TV dinner. Did they call
1: it a TV dinner? Yeah, because you were fat ass <laughs> sitting on your couch with your what? remote control. <laughs> wow. Wow, doctor. And your what is it those Yeah. Those TV table trays? Those 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 Can you just use a more descriptive word? <laughs> you know, eating that crap. It was crap. So they they were like, okay, put this in the whatever. Salisbury steak with carrots. When was Mesh the Mashed mic- potatoes.
0: <laughs> that sounds delicious, actually. <laughs> when was the microwave, microwave invented? Microwave was. 1951, in- you said? Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah,
0: 19. 19- I see. So, microwave, TV dinner, get to your TV programming as quick as you can. Yep. Because why waste time cooking? Right. We want to put you on the television.
1: Well, tell. remember, t- TV color broadcasting started in 53 as well. Wow! So stuff people full of chemicals, fake food, so they can watch their their night away.
0: Wow! Completely. That sounds like an MK Ultra brainwashing oh, thing.
1: Yeah, well, it's
0: so. In other words, you 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 make programming. Remember the yeah. word
1: programming. Yeah, I know that's TV a TV programming. It's programming a, you. You're, you're like you're like thunder,
0: baby. Thunder. All right, I'll give you one more. All right, hold on. Let me get back to that sound effect because I'm having fun with this. So you're going to give me one more? Hold on.
1: One more. Okay, ready? Go ahead. Non-stick cooking spray. Okay. We have Trebek non-cook. Non-stick, oh, non-stick. Cook <laughs> cooking spray. Non-cook. <laughs> Yeah, basically, non-cook. What was it again? Non-stick cooking, cooking spray. spray?
0: That's the spray you put on the pan. Right. So and you I already you have had...
1: a non-stick coating. Come on. No, so yeah. you put
0: that on the coating? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Nope. I never knew this, because yeah. my mommy always cooked with really. me. All right, hold on. Non-cook.
1: Yeah, and your non-stick cook. And it cook. Non-stick pan. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Non-stick cooking spray. Did I say that right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Nineteen fifty. I'm. I'm thinking now. You got the pan
1: timeline. If, Think timeline. Yeah, I yeah. forgot
0: when you said when the pan came out. The pan came out when. Um. Don't you have a list there?
1: I know. I just oh, so, much Dr. Marty. so much information. So much information. Fifty four.
0: All right, fifty four. So this has to be after fifty
1: four, right? All right. You're getting there. You're getting warmer.
0: Yep. Okay. I am gonna say. I see a six. Nineteen fifty six. Fifty seven
1: so not, close.
0: I was I'm good at this usually when we're doing this together
1: at night. Maybe it's the headsets. I don't know. Damn. So, I guarantee you there were not healthy things in the nonstick. So, can we cooking spray. just
0: recap cuz I'm all about the recap. I got to get a I got to get a sound effect of that. Recap. Um so we're screwed. That's my recap. No, no.
1: <laughs> you have a huge turning point around the 80s. Yeah. Where people started to kind of go, oh, this, you know, like people were moving away from the nonstick. They were going back to stainless steel, cast iron, enamel coated, porcelain coated, that type of stuff. I mean, you even have gimmicks now where you can go to some, some stores and they're ceramic coated, but you could scrape it off with a knife. That's not, oh, real. you know, it's
0: funny that you say that. It's something that just came to mind. My, my crazy uncle, Nick, he was the first one to talk about organic to me. Well, there you go. In the, in the in the early, I would say late seventies. There you go. Early eighties. So, was there a revolution starting
1: to happen? I think so. I think I think the seventies woke some people up. You used the word. But eighties, yeah. But the eighties <laughs> uh, did a little bit more, and the nineties was even more. Okay. You know, you had guys like Gary Null. Yeah. You know, who was preaching about cl- cleaning stuff up, and Andrew Wheel. Yeah. But Andrew Wheel, I think, it was more like early nineties. But um, you know, you had some of these people who were like, "Wait a second, you know, the the stuff that we were brought up on—soft drinks and, yeah. um, you know, nonstick this and trans fat that—we've got to eliminate that stuff." Yeah. So you know, you had you had a really good, you had a really really good supportive group of people trying to teach people. Well, then
0: my brother in the '90s—he was an integral part of me getting off of soft drinks. Because he would come by every time going, what are you doing? What, what, why, why? And I'm like, would you stop acting like, mom? And he was like, dude, look, I love you. And I'm going to keep telling you not to drink this shit. Yeah, no, it's true. So now this like sort of waking up thing in the, um, what my uncle in the seventies, eighties and the nineties, and it just steamrolled. And I guess this scam that happened, they, they couldn't have that. They can have people waking up because no. I remember in what it was like 2018 they did this poll, or 19 they were like, "What you know, like who's like the most untrusted sort of entity?" Yeah. And number one was pharma. And number two was government.
1: Yeah. No, it, it, there was definitely a turning point in the 80s. Yeah. You know, like the 70s was a little bit, but the 80s was much more. Yeah. So, um, I, I think it was because the 80s were now being born from From the late boomers, yeah, you know what I mean, and you had uh, America being more, even more of a melting pot, yeah. You know, you had a lot of Europeans coming over in the se- the late sixties, seventies, bringing their kids, you know, making kids here or Come bringing on, their kids, yeah. And uh, so you had a lot more people that were being brought up, like myself and many others, brought up with, brought up with a little bit more traditional. European or South American values. I just throw that sound effect in once? Go ahead. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Right. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, had, you these people stepped a little bit away from that, you know, divine worship of American government and American industry. Yeah. So I think that's also what helped that kind of change over. But still, you know, I think there's still, there's a, still a long way for us to... Well we, too many still people, too many people go to McDonald's, too many people use nonstick pans, too many people are still using canola oil. You know, it's well, just too many.
0: Another thought came to my mind, we're consumers, right? And you have to right, sure. sure. Yeah, we have to <laughs> we have to protect the consumer model. So if people are waking up and saying pharma's we don't trust them, we don't trust the government, and they're creating this product. And people moving away from this XYZ product. That's sure. not a good business for them. Right. So bring in the fake virus. Right. And then let's scare the shit out of people. Right. And get them back in line. You know, get back right. in line. Well, so there's a speak. lot of different things,
1: not yeah. just 2020 happening, but there was a lot of different things that have gotten people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Scare, yeah. of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So, yeah. But the key feature here is we've got to move away from the things that were invented specifically around. World War II and after. 1950s.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: Boomers. I'm in there. Boomers.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. This was great. I thought I was too tired to do this tonight, but I wasn't. Anyway, thank you, Dr. Mahdi. No problem. Thank you for joining us this week on Loud and Smart. Make sure you visit our website, loudlouis.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or via RSS so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value or want to support us, we love it if you tell a friend. Also, be sure to check out Dr. Monty's website, terraindoctor.com for all your health questions. Tune in next week for our next episode. Let's keep the truth real, alive, and question everything. And guess what? If you want to help us out with a little cash why don't you buy a t-shirt from wowlouie.com? It'll really matter.